You're listening to This Foul And then you stand by yours. You know, my mother used to say to me, there must be an evolutionary reason why youngsters don't listen to their elders. Right? She said it's the only way it makes sense. Because if you think about it, you should be hardwired up here, yeah, to take warnings of danger from people that have survived it, right? Well she reckoned that the reason we got to where we are, you know, top of the food chain, is that there's something in us. That makes us want to see for ourselves, you know? Is that perceived wisdom really true, you know? And I think she's right. You never take your parents to their word, do you? Especially not when you're young. And my mum would have been the first to say that that was as true of her as anybody. And I think it's been true of me to a point. Not like her, though. Not like her. Show jumping and dressage has been the family business for, well, God knows how long. But it, it had a fuddy-duddy image, you know? Stern-faced horse women in gilets or gelettes doing the same jump over and over. You couldn't pay most people to see it. And my mum changed all that. She ran a stable in Esk and they put on show jumping events. They'd send riders and horses to the local and the national show jumping shows and all that. But I'm sure it's not news to you that keeping horses is punishingly expensive. Right? The expression like horse, that don't come from nowhere. And they're always needing vets out and all the rest of it. My mum was struggling to get by. Well, a mate of my granddad's, he was... He was sort of a fixer for horses, you know. If you needed one that was a certain colour or could do, you know, a two-step trot into a jump, he was your man. He rings my mum a few times a year when he's got so many things that my mum might want. So December 92, he gives her a call. It says, Jane, I've got this stallion in. It's called Reaper, right? It's something else, but I can't shift it. My mum said, go on, what's it do? He said, it come from Chernobyl, right? Before all our nasty business with the nuclear plant, it belonged to this pair of headcases who were doing bank jobs on horseback. The Pripyat Rough Riders, it was called, right? Two brothers, nasty pair, used to pull each other's hair out for fun, apparently. They realised a horse could go where a police car couldn't, and they used this horse to get away from over a dozen bank robberies by riding it down narrow side streets and into the woods, right? My mum said, I right, and he said, no, serious now. It was a getaway horse, but that's not the end of it. They had this massive job planned, and if they got caught, it'd be life sentences for the pair of them. The police have been chasing the Rough Riders for months, right? So the police brought in professional resources to even the odds. So the Rough Riders come into town, they stuck the bank up, Reaper's waiting outside. The Rough Riders get on Reaper and they're tearing off, but these police horses are gaining on them. Reaper goes down a side street and the police think, we got him, we finally got him. And then what comes back out the alley, but the Rough Riders, still on Reaper, with the money, but Reaper's riding a motorbike. It takes off. Wasn't keeping a straight line particularly well, but off they went, and they got away with it. The Rough Riders were never seen again. After the disaster in Chernobyl, they found Reaper riding a motorbike into Kiev, and the government put it up for sale. Trades hands a few times, ends up in Wales. My mum says, if you can do what you say, that horse can ride a motorbike, I'll have him. Grandad thought she was mad, right? Said people don't want to see this sideshow stuff, right? But like mum said, you have to make your own way, don't you? So we get older Reaper, right? He comes in, he's got a bit of hip trouble at the back, like, but that's standard for his age, and the moment of truth comes, right? So we put him on a motorbike, we had to start it, obviously, but he was away, just blazing around the paddock at 50 mile an hour. It was a miracle, right? And you could steer him, right? My mum's best jockey took a real shine to Reaper, had him doing donuts on tarmac by the end of the week, right? Mum said she was going to enter Reaper into the Royal Welsh Show. 
granddad begged mum not to do it right said people wouldn't want to see this carnival stuff and just stick to the basics but mum didn't listen of course she had a vision of the future see and that's rare that is that's really really rare so the Royal Welsh Show comes around, 1993, right? Before Reaper, they had a couple of old deers trotting around to Sabre Dance and some Vivaldi, and it really cannot be overstated how much the general public hates to see that. People generally like horses in the natural element, but something about seeing them dancing, people just don't like it. I think the horses come across as snooty, you know? It all seems a bit plummy for the average bloke. Horse people love it, the discipline of it, but the man on the street and the crowds we had of the Royal Welsh, before Reaper went on, it was probably one of the only entertainment items on that year where people weren't trying to hide their yawns. They were just giving it the full, you know, loud enough that the riders shot them a look, but they didn't care, you know, didn't care that they'd heard them, didn't care about the horse dancing. Well, before Reaper comes out, my mum has the hands bring out this contraption, right, this large, like, it's like a tubular cage, right. Another crowd could figure out what it was. The judges looking at each other like, "What's this?" And then there's this big explosion, right? Fireworks, and out comes Reaper on the bike. And my mum had this jockey called Keith, right? Who seemed to have a real bond with Reaper. So Keith leads it into this contraption, right? It was a wall of death. It was a wall of death. And Reaper's doing loops around this thing, six foot off the ground. And my mum has him blasting heavy metal out of the speakers. Well, the crowd went absolutely mental. The judges were appalled. They gave Reaper the only ever 0.0 score in the history of the Royal Welsh. But the crowd went absolutely mad for it, right? Mum took a gamble that day, and to be fair to her, it paid off. She had Reaper doing appearances all over for years, and was teaching him new stuff all the time, yeah? She had Reaper jumping cars on a bike. She even got him to ride it up and down a halfpipe. She dressed him up, ripped jean jacket, saddle and all that. Tried to teach him to give the middle finger, but that, that just doesn't read on a horse. He had the attitude of it right. Like, I, I could see what he was getting at, but I think that's only because I, I knew what he was trying to do, you know. They booked Reaper at uh, a Reading Festival in 93. He was pulling in absolutely huge crowds, right. The dressage board went absolutely insane. They banned my mum for life, and they had the Western Mail run a hit piece on Reaper. Telling people about his history, robbing banks, well, that only intensified the interest. Really backfired on him really backfired in fact i'll tell you something nirvana were meant to play the ice rink in cardiff in 1994 right tickets have been sold out for months and then well a fella from nirvana decides he doesn't fancy playing the ice rink or anywhere else for that matter so all of a sudden the promoters got 10,000 tickets sold for a band with a dead singer there was a run on the box office for refunds right and he offered them 50,000 pounds to do 20 minutes with reaper so reaper put on an equine tribute to nirvana Reaper was doing jumps over amplifiers on the bike, and at the end of the night, they had Reaper smash up a guitar with his off, like the band used to. The crowd went bonkers. I've never, I've never seen people moshing to dressage before, moshing to a horse, you know. It was all going swimmingly, but of course, Matt Guilford had to shit that up for everybody, didn't he? Matt Guilford. He had a stable down the way there. He had, he had air so dry, you could snap it off with your hands. He used to say, if you run your fingers through Matt Guilford's air, it's like grabbing leaves in the autumn. He noticed the business that Reaper was doing. And he came to Mum to make an offer. £100,000 for Reaper. She said no, of course. And Mac said, well, let's go into business together. You know, let me buy part of the business. And she said no. And Mac was incensed. I heard later that he'd been offered Reaper first, but he passed on it. And I think he was trying to make up for his mistake, you know. 
So that year then, he entered the Royal Welsh and he told people on the hush that his prize stallion would make Reaper look like a donkey on Blackpool Beach. So he went out there with a stallion of his under a sheet and he said, ladies and gentlemen, presenting Deadeye, the first horse in the world that can fire a gun. He pulls the cloth off and he's got an Uzi strapped to this horse with a string going from his off to the trigger. So he took one step forward and he let one off into the crowd, tagged a copper in the side. The noise startled it and Max trying to point it towards this row of soup cans that he's got lined up on a fence but it's bolted now and it's just firing an Uzi indiscriminately into the audience. Nobody was killed, you know, but it's not the way to make an entrance, is it? Shooting the judges in the back as they're fleeing. Mac was fuming about that. That Uzi had cost him a packet on the black market. But the Royal Welsh confiscated it and they fined him £10,000 for a metal detector, which they said, well, we need now because of your stunt. He tried a few other cheap tricks, you know, he was undercutting Reaper's appearance fees. He said his stallion could drive a transit van, but nobody was interested in that. It was all bullshit anyway. Like, somebody I know saw the transit van stunt and they'd lead the horse into the back of the van up to the steering wheel. But you could see a pair of hands on the steering wheel. There was a horse's face in the windshield, but human hands on the wheel. But the person hiding under the dashboard couldn't see. So they ended up just writing off a transit van. It crashed so many times. It was sad. It was sad to watch. It really was. Nineteen ninety-five, then, and Reaper madness had swept Wales. Right, Mum was careful not to overexpose Reaper. Didn't overbook him. She got it. You know, she had head for the business. Mac Guilford did not. He managed to get himself on Martin Llewellyn's talk show, and the Martin Llewellyn show was a big deal on BBC Wales back then. Said he had the next generation of horse-based entertainment, and people had to see it. Well, he comes on. I thought he'd have a fight in the ring next. He said, we've all seen the motorbikes and the cheap gimmicks, clearly a dig, but I've trained my horse to do something nobody's ever seen before. And Martin Llewellyn had a live studio audience, he's got this horse out with him, and he goes, Cecilia can do something no horse has ever done before. And he clicks his teeth twice, and well, Cecil, he puts his head down, down further, until it's down between his front knees, and I thought, he is not going to, but he did. He said, introducing Cecil, the self-sucking wonder horse. They cut away to the audience, dead sharpish, right? They cut to a close-up of this bloke watching, and he just spewed in his lap. Didn't even try and catch it. It was just this arc of froth all over his thighs and down the bloke in front's back. But all of those people and everyone watching at home, they got to see about five seconds of a horse sucking on his own knobber, just dispassionately servicing itself on the BBC, of all places, you know? I was watching my mum that night, and I said, He's finished. And mum said I, and so are we. And sure enough, as so often she was, she was right. Reaper shows, they were hot ticket, you know? It was edgy, like, counterculture entertainment, like. And Mac ruined this in 10 seconds with his self-sucking wonder horse. People just didn't want to see it. And they were so disgusted with it, they stopped coming to the all shows altogether. You know, he salted the earth, salted the fucking earth for all of us. And for what? For what, I ask? Well, after that, Mum went right back to basics, started teaching classic dressage again, and she did more to rehabilitate the sport around here than almost anyone. If anyone could restore some class to dressage after that, it was my mum. The first few years, you had a few pervs show up to the exhibitions, you know, people whose first exposure to it was Cecil, and they took a bit too kindly to it, you know, and you had a few jokers, you know, all doing, you know, the, the motion with their hands while you're doing a three-step trot to Mozart or whatever, but nobody else could have done what my mum did. 
She got dressage back into the Royal Welsh, got it back on the rails, you know. She drew a crowd to a no-gimmick dressage show less than two years after a horse had sprayed the crowd with Uzi fire. She was wonderful. She had Reaper doing children's classes. I think that was her true talent, all told. It was, it was the classes. Reaper, he was tapped in the head like he was mad. That was a mad horse. But she took the time with him. And within 18 months, he was an absolute lamb with those kids. He was so, so gentle. Well... Matt Guilford took off in the night soon after that telly thing. Never saw him again. He'd had a lot of shady investment in Cecil, I think. A lot of foreign money in brown envelopes, like, and I don't think it was looking too promising after that debacle. They liquidated his stable and everything sold at auction, except for one item. Cecil. Well, I asked Mum if she wanted Cecil for free. They said, we can't sell him. Do you want him for nothing? And originally, she said no. But I said, well, you know, it's not his fault. He's been trained to do that. And he did seem like a nice little loss, like so we did take him in the end. Mum died in 2010. And my sister and me, well, you know, we took it over together. We took over the interest. I, I won't be doing what Mum did. And I, you know, I certainly won't be doing what Mac did. You know, I haven't got Mum's eye for all that, you know, for, for like the business end of it. I'm happy teaching the riding classes, you know, it's a good living. And, on, what time have you got to leave tonight? What time have you got to leave? What time do you train? You got 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Put your shoes on. Yeah, put your shoes on. You'll like this. Here he is, look. Ah, oh, well, this is, uh... This is Cecil. Easy, boy, easy. Oh, he likes you, look. Oh, he's getting on now. But he's happy these days, I think. We use him to teach the little ones how to handle horse. He's good as gold with them. He doesn't do the, you know, doesn't do any of that anymore. We don't tell the parents that it's him. They don't need to know, you know. We've had them say in front of him, you know, oh, did you see that awful horse sucking his own todger on telly back in the 90s? And I go, oh, yeah, it was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> and it's him, you know. All anyone needs to know about Cecil these days is to go slow with him. You know, he's getting on a bit, but he's a fine horse.